0: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And I actually, weirdly, kind of enjoyed researching this episode. You did? Strangely enough. Why would that be strange, though? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a topic that is altogether super exciting. And definitely, like, our personal experiences are not fun with this topic. But researching it and kind of, like, some of the history that I learned about it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Agreed. And also, just off the top of this episode, can I apologize to our listeners? Maybe not apologize, but just acknowledge that I say the word interesting a lot. I've never realized that. I have. And I'm like, I really need to find another word. Fascinating. Fa- I've, you know what? I said fascinating... A bunch as well. I don't know.
1: Interesting. Fascinating. Uh, that's where my vocabulary ends. And, uh, there it's is It's like is there's nothing, nothing else. else. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, good. Then I feel justified. All right. So, as I'm sure you could tell by the title of this episode, unless you are just, you know, binging and haven't looked at your phone, which we encourage, <laughs> um, you are listening to an episode on catcalling and street harassment. Meow. So... <laughs> This is one that has been on our list to do since the very beginning. Since the birth. Yes, yeah, since the conception of the podcast. <laughs> um, because I feel like, especially in the last several years, there's been a lot of talk about catcalling. Yeah. And a, a lot, lot of, of videos of, made. Yes. There's famously that one video of, of that woman walking, walking down through the New street. York. Yeah. You know, getting catcalled. For 10 hours. Yeah. And that video, actually, which I didn't realize until I was doing research for this episode, got a lot of criticism because it edited out a lot of the white guys who Mm. were catcalling her and left in... Shady. ...a lot of men of color. That's not cool. Super shady. But there's always the talk or the discussion when we start talking about catcalling people, mostly men, some women, who are like, guys,
1: it's just a compliment. (sighs) What's the problem? No, it's scary. It's super scary. It's fucking scary. Like, I literally was talking to you the other night about how I was at 7-Eleven at night by myself, and I, like, this guy held the door open for me, I went in, and then when I left, he, like, got the door for me again, and I I think, I probably said, like, eh, thank you, you know, whatever, and then he was like where are you going, girl? What are you doing? Why do you look so sad? I'm like, what the Uh -uh. fuck? Like, I'm by myself in, like, a probably not the best area, and this dude is, like, talking to me, and he's like, why do you look so sad? Why are you upset, girl?
0: I know. I'm like, what the fuck? And the thing is about this, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure it will be a recurring theme throughout this episode, is there is no way, at this point, I believe that there is no way that a man doesn't realize that they realize and they just women don't are care. afraid.
1: That they women must, are afraid. They must just
0: really not no, care. No, they don't care because catcalling isn't about complimenting a woman. No. It's about power. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's just like, this. you know, it's the same thing with any form of sexual harassment or sexual assault. It's yeah. about power in public spaces. They want to make you feel unsafe. Yeah. And part of how you know that that's the case is that... Men very rarely catcall women when they're with other men. Yeah. Like, if I'm with my boyfriend or with a male friend, I don't think I've ever gotten catcalled when I've been with a male friend. Because that's showing it's not a compliment. Right. It's absolutely not a compliment. It's not just like, hell. And
1: listen, I've actually had men compliment me. But it's still in a weird... I've gotten compliments like... I like your shirt, but it's in such a way where, like, I'm walking to my car, and they all, like, holler out. It's Oh, so no, weird. no, that's still
0: catcalling. Yeah, If you're exactly. yelling at me
1: on the street,
0: a compliment doesn't need to be yelled at a stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. I have had, um, I've had men compliment me. That's the thing, is people are like, you're killing romance, you're saying that a man can never <laughs> say that a woman is beautiful. And I'm it's, like, no, I've had a man tell me I was context beautiful in a non-threatening way. Manner and yeah. situation that was non-threatening, yeah, and where I didn't feel fearful at all. If you are following me or yelling at me, yeah, or cursing at me or saying something lewd
1: to me on the street when I'm walking alone at night, yeah, that's not a compliment. You should be doing everything in your power to make sure that that person feels safe. safe. Yeah,
0: exactly. It just doesn't make
1: any sense to me. Yeah,
0: you're trying to make me feel unsafe. I exactly. don't see any other. You know, I just don't see how it could be anything else. Yeah, you know. Um so should we maybe talk a little bit about what street harassment is? I feel yes. like we kind of just detailed Jumped a lot into of it. it.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Um but uh, sexual harassment is typically of You, you mean street harassment? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Street harassment is the sexual harassment of typically cisgendered or transgendered women in public spaces and typically by men who are strangers. And this mm-hmm. includes includes both verbal and nonverbal behavior. Um, here are some statistics for you. A nationally represented study sponsored by Stop Street Harassment found that 65% of all women and 25% of all men have experienced
1: street harassment. That 65% Seems low to me. Right. I've got a lot of statistics from that survey as well, and that was kind of my feeling. I read that 80% of women endure at least frequent street harassment. That sounds like a fair... 80? 80, yeah. Yeah. That sounds fair <laughs> to um, me. 45% feel they can't go alone to public spaces of women. Sorry. 50% of women have to cross the street to find alternate routes to avoid harassment. Yes. 26 claim to be in a relationship to avoid harassment. That seems low. I feel like most girls do that, like, at a bar or anywhere, like, when someone oh, starts Oh, you mean like, claim to be. Claim to be oh, in a relationship. Yes. Like, oh, I have a boyfriend. To, oh, like, yes. Push I've done that. that. Away. I mean...
0: I remember one time, you know, before I had an actual engagement ring, one time I was wearing a fake engagement ring for a show that I was going to. I was, like, stopping at the store to pick up something before I went to a show. And my character was married in it. And there was a guy, like, following me around the grocery store and, Mm -mm. like, hollering at me through the grocery store. And finally, like, I just turned around and I was, like, sorry and, like, showed him my, like ring. But you shouldn't even have no, to no, do that. You like, should it's not so have shitty. to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to tell a man that you quote unquote belong to another man. Or for him even to, to leave just you apologize.
1: Alone. Like, sorry, I can't you know, go for your advances. Like, no, it's like you shouldn't do that to begin with. Like, no one should behave have that way. You should have to do that. Yeah, exactly. But you do do that Often, women do that often to keep themselves safe in situations oh, yeah. like that. Like, oh, but even then sometimes, like, even when I'm in relationships, like, I'm oh, a boyfriend, yeah. they're like, oh, where is he? Where is oh, this? yeah. Like, what the your fuck boy- is wrong with you? Every
0: woman has heard the classic line, your boyfriend doesn't let you have friends. Ugh. I've had guys say that to me on countless occasions. Your boyfriend doesn't let you have friends. It's like, you don't want to be, be my friend. friend. You don't yeah. want to be no, my friend. No, no, you, you don't. don't. Like, no, you don't. Is this how you approach men on the street? I don't think so. <laughs> Will you be my friend, sir? No, sir. no one
1: does that, sir. Please be you fucking my Fucking weirdo, leave me alone. Um, 80% feel- of women feel the need to be constantly alert on local streets. Hell yeah. 19% have switched jobs to escape harassment. It's fucked up. Yeah. And then did you just read this one? 40% of women and 16% of men say they have been physically harassed in some way, which would be like followed, flashed, or groped. Mine was just basic street harassment, so okay. the numbers were a little higher,
0: 65% of women and yeah. 25% of Well, men. and it's
1: interesting because it says 20% of men who were harassed by women were victims of a lone woman. It was like one woman by themselves. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. And for men, the most common harassment is homophobic and transphobic slurs following comments on their body parts.
0: Right. So... To kind of go back to the statistics surrounding all street harassment, so Mm -hmm. that's 65% of women, 25% of men. Of the women, so of that 65%, 23% um, had been sexually touched, Mm -hmm. 20% had been followed, and 9% had been forced to do something sexual.
1: Um,
0: LGBTQ-identified respondents were more likely to experience street harassment. Kind of goes with what you just said. And um, by the age of 17, 70% of LGBTQ LGBTQ identifying people have experienced street harassment as opposed to 49% of heterosexual people. Yeah, and they say
1: that 66% of the LGBTQ uh, community will avoid holding hands in public, according to the European Union survey. 50% Fifty percent of people in the LGBTQ plus community say they avoid certain locations. And LGBTQ men are seventeen percent more likely than heterosexual men to experience aggressive harassment and twenty percent more likely to encounter verbal harassment, mm-hmm. which for me just is like a no brainer. Yeah, that makes You know what I mean? Like of sense. even I mean, even those numbers seem low to me, but um the thing about holding hands, that's something that with any of like the gay people in my life that they've talked about where like they just don't feel like they can have a normal public relationship without being right abused in some way right. or looked at. Yeah, I mean, and,
0: you know, in lesbian relationships or people I know who are lesbians um, have talked about how you we've we've discussed the issue of the male gaze when it comes to lesbian relationships mm-hmm. and so they automatically become overtly sexualized in public totally. when they're just trying to have um very normal standard displays of affection with their significant others so that's
1: pretty shitty yeah well and then like two two men too like that's such a to a lot of people that's not masculine. That's not how men right. are supposed to act. Mm-hmm. So I can see where that would be scary as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so the problem of catcalling and street harassment is a problem that happens everywhere. Yeah. It's not an American problem no. uh, by any means. It's happened all all the time and in every country. Yeah, in South Asia they call it eve teasing. I heard about that. I it's was actually like, recently uh, kind of ish in the last couple of years become illegal. Like they can arrest you for catcalling. Love it. F- uh, without a warrant love essentially. It. So uh, watch yourselves.
1: In Mexico they call catcalling, I'm going to say this really wrong cuz I'm a white girl, piropos? I don't. Piropos? Oh. I thought that was kind of interesting, interesting too Different words for it I wanted to kind of You know me I just go on Wikipedia I'm like what do you got For me Wikipedia And I was reading how in 1944 The rape of I don't know if it's Resi or Resi Taylor Prompted Rosa Parks To investigate the crime Yes And Taylor was a black woman Who was kidnapped And gang raped In is it Abeville Abbeville, Alabama I don't know A-B-B-E-V-I-L-L-E Sorry any Alabama listeners Um, Park started what was dubbed as the strongest campaign for equal justice to be seen in a decade.
0: Right. So I thought that was kind of Um, cool. I believe they got off, though. They probably did. I am pretty sure they did. And we'll definitely get into... it's 1944
1: and it's a black woman. Right,
0: right. And we're going to get into a little bit later on, um, the... When we start talking about the history of catcalling, we can kind of get into the racial divide Mm -hmm. of street harassment Yeah, because there is one, a very,
1: like, dark, glaring racial divide. Well, and I mean, if you look at sexual harassment in general, if you think about porn or if you think about anything that's sexualized, there is something with people of color that I feel like is hyper-sexualized in a way. Well, Absolutely. Black men and black women have been
0: fetishized oh, yeah. massively. Um, I think I talked about in a past episode the ways in which black women have been deemed to be, like, extremely sexual creatures like Jezebels and therefore more deserving of, yeah. like, sexual
1: assault. Right. Or that, they, or that they like it or that that's part of who they are. Right. Right. Yeah. And so
0: when we start talking about the history of catcalling, which, you know, why don't we just do that right now? Let's do it. So... Catcalling, it comes from the theater, that term comes from the theater, and it goes back to the 17th century and refers to a whistle or a squeaking instrument that was used to express disapproval, which I find really interesting that then that has been co-opted. I need
1: one of those whistles for when people catcall me, I'll be like...
0: Real loud in their ear. I like that you think it's like a pool whistle or like one of those. Like, that's funny. Um, so I pictured it. Ooh. I'd like something a little bit more pier- piercing, like a rape whistle. Why don't we start calling rape whistles catcall whistles and take that word back? Love it. Um, so then it went on to be called mashing and being done by mashers, which I thought was super Fascinating. (laughs) Um, And that is a term that's also from the theater. And it started because it was describing male audience members who were who like hecklers who had crushes on female actresses and would be like loud and obnoxious in hopes of like holding their attention
1: yeah so then this guys they're working don't do that yeah it's a job
0: (laughs) they don't love you okay they don't love you and they never will They probably don't even like you (laughs) so the term leader evolved harsh reality listen (laughs) feisty the term leader evolved into the aggressive man street flirt, Mm -hmm. and they were depicted in comics as well-dressed white men whose behavior was often depicted as comical. And we know these kind of, like, comics. These men were depicted as... It's like a Pepe Le Pew, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, they're kind of annoying, but... Overly romantic. Right. They're Casanovas, right? They're Don Juans. Yeah. And they're just, you know, being kind of sweet to you. And they often saw themselves this way, too. They saw themselves as, like, lady killers. Yeah. So we start seeing... Where, and we'll talk about this soon, but we start seeing where, culturally, catcalling became this masculine thing to do in public. Yeah. To bond yourself with other men, almost.
1: Yeah, And Well, I feel like it's kind of, like, it just ties in with, I feel like, dating culture. Like, the way that men have talked about, like, the women they're dating and things like that, like, the whole locker room talk and right. everything like that. Absolutely. It's just a more, like, public display It's rape of culture. That. It's it is. It's, like, what it is. 100%.
0: But, so, using these comic books and kind yeah. of using these, like, terms, like a masher, like, whatever, yeah. kind of almost cutesy terms, with these depictions of these well-dressed, kind of, like, dandies, white men,
1: it kind of downplayed what street harassment was. Well, right. The story is focused on the harassers, not on the women who are receiving the harassment. I mean, and also, it was kind of
0: played off as this thing that was like, oh, yeah, he's a little annoying, but... It's just, like, a quirky, funny
1: kind of compliment. It's a character trait. Yeah, like, they would do that a lot in, like, sitcoms, I feel like, too, where it's, like, the over-romanticized guy or whatever, and it's, like, it's seen as being, like, sweet or, like, yeah, like you said, a little annoying, but it's, it's a normal thing. Right, but at the end of the day, you should feel flattered. Yeah.
0: However, when you look at black men or immigrants Mm -hmm. of the time, people who have come in from other spaces, it was considered, especially for black men, to be overtly sexual if you even made eye contact
1: with a a, a white woman. We've discussed this a lot with when it's, you know, false crimes against black men and um, who was the woman who accused a black man of raping her and the husband killed him and then she That was Emmett Till who was 14 I believe 14 years old. I can't remember her name but fuck that lady. Yeah, fuck her. We don't need to know her name. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's something that goes back so far where it's like they were just criminalized for everything and excuses I feel like for a lot of things Right.
0: I mean it goes back to Birth of a Nation right? Which we talk about a lot which was that film um, in which there was a man in blackface who was considered to be deviant, raped a white woman and the Ku Klux Klan kind of rode in as and, like, white save, knights. And, the day. Yeah, and they saved the day. Yeah. So, yeah, black men were considered to be inherently
1: deviant. Yeah. And Where a white man can literally be like, hey, baby, what you wearing? Right. What you doing? Yes. And, like, a black man will just, like, glance to the right, and then yes. it's like...
0: But all hell breaks loose. There's a theory, and this makes sense to me, that white men felt like they could do that, and I think still mm-hmm. feel like they can do that, mm-hmm. because the streets belonged to them. And they it was a way of kind of they're like They're safe. Right. And they're claiming their power. Yeah. Like, over the streets. You know what I mean? Because totally. it kind of came about at a time when women were moving out of the house more yeah. and uh, onto the streets more often. Yeah. And they were in their space. They're in their sphere. And so it was kind of a way to like assert their dominance and masculinity. I
1: can see it also as like a way for them to display their dominance for people of different races Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Kind of claiming their territory. I have in a way. power to
0: do this when you,
1: you When can. you don't. Yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. So in the early early twentieth century, around this time, the Masher period, women started fighting back against this. So yeah. it was kind of like an early version of Take Back the Night where yep. like women would start like Uh, taking boxing lessons and using their hat pins. Self-defense. Yeah, self-defense and things like that. And actually, news articles were very um, encouraging of women to do this. Yeah. And then comes the 20s and 30s when you have a more flirtatious kind of woman being depicted on screen with, like, screen actresses and things like that. And it changed the dialogue around street harassment because it became this thing where... Well, women are being openly flirtatious.
1: Right. Women are displaying themselves in a certain way, looking for certain attention.
0: Right. They're looking for attention. They're
1: wearing clothes that show more of their body than they ever have before. So they must want me to comment on it. Of course.
0: You know, they're wearing more makeup than they ever have before. Yeah, this is
1: what they want to happen. Right. Because why would they be wearing it for themselves or any other reason? They're wearing it for me to notice. Right. right? I mean, and I'm watching these movies, and this is what
0: these women in these movies want. Like, they actively want to be chased by, like, charm. Charming
1: men, yeah. you know. Ugh, the chase. The chase. I feel like that's, like, a similar... I mean, there is a whole other, you know, side to that. But I feel like catcalling and the whole the chase can, like, go right. together so well. Because it's like a girl is ignoring you and it's like they get frustrated. So they're going to start following you. They're going to start saying more hateful things. And they're going to get angry because you're ignoring them. And it's this, like, whole thing where it's, like... Or they just
0: feel like they are supposed to do that because we
1: as a society have really encouraged our boys to do. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, the don't take no for an answer. How to right. turn a no into a yes. Right. It's that whole thing. And then also just like that whole societal thing of like own, of you're deserving of females. Like, you deserve to have that.
0: Yeah. And the only way, in some cases, it goes hand-in-hand with what we talked about already, which is, like, the only way to get them to back off in some cases is to claim, I already belong to another man.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because I was reading about, like, these five characteristics of street harassment or whatever. It's from 1994, so it's kind of funny. But it's, Mm -hmm. like, one of the things is, it says, saying thank you to a harasser encourages further harassment. So it's, like... If you give in to what they want, you're encouraging them to go further. If you ignore them, it's almost like you're just stewing this like angry beast. You don't know. I mean, there's no proper way to respond to it. There isn't,
0: and like that's the thing. That becomes frustrating is because I feel like there are people on both sides of this debate who are kind of yelling, like, do this thing, mm-hmm. do this thing to keep
1: yourself safe, do this thing to keep yourself safe. And but there's really nothing. There if The isn't. only way that, that we can remain safe is if the people who are doing it just stop. Right. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and,
0: okay, to go hand in hand with that... I was reading this article, uh, this BBC article that was written in 2011, Mm -hmm. and they were saying how culturally men have been indoctrinated into it into like street harassment and it's been a privilege for them to walk down the street fantasizing about women the culture hasn't checked the behavior because society has perpetrated this as a cultural norm men tend to engage in street harassment as a way to prove their masculinity says Northeastern University Associate Professor of Sociology Catherine Zippel oftentimes it's not really about the women it's just about the men performing masculine acts for each other and establishing a pecking order amongst themselves
1: definitely what is
0: really, it? what's really going on is a dynamic among men. So yeah. when it comes down to, like, them just deciding to stop, I think a big part of that is other men. Checking them. Checking them. Make sure in your group of friends, as a man, yeah. you can say, um, hey, dude, this
1: isn't cool around me. And that's what's really hard for me because, like, I've been, I've dated people who, you know, don't think that's cool, Who don't believe in, you know, men catcalling women or treating women badly. But then it's like you get into a group of friends and it's almost like they feel like it's not their place to say something. Or they feel awkward about it. Or they're like, oh, I just ignore it. And, like, you can't do that. And, like, I get that it's awkward to bring up to your friend that they're doing something that isn't cool. Like, I get it. And it may cause tension in a friendship. But I feel like it's better to be more forward and to say something than just continually let it happen. Because think of the person that's on the receiving end of it. Right, because... Sorry that your friendship gets a little awkward for Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it should get awkward because your friend's doing something fucked up. And he should feel badly about it. And if, he, if his reaction is anger toward you, then that's his reaction. Right, but I, yeah, exactly. I mean... If this is more
0: about men's interactions with each other and the way that they want to assert dominance in public yeah. towards women and to other men, then the only way... Look, women have been saying forever that we don't like this. It yeah. hasn't done anything. You need to make it culturally unacceptable for men to do this because I was also By holding reading, each other accountable. Right. I was reading that women, obviously, are <laughs> most likely to be uh, harassed. When they are alone. Of course. However, men are just as likely to be alone as they are to be in a group of other men. Yeah. They they don't always harass by themselves. They yeah. will do it... The with... guy outside of 7-Eleven. Right. I mean, and... I've told you this, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I was followed around in a car, a, a car full of men, whenever I was walking in an alley by myself. Uh-uh. Not and okay. They, and they slowed down and they drove right that next is to me. literally one of my biggest it fears. It was terrifying because if they'd wanted to, there was like five of them. They yeah. could have jumped out and pulled me into the car at any moment. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly, there was in no way in their mind could they have thought that that was paying me a compliment. They were trying to scare me. Yes, of
1: course. And
0: that's the thing, is we need all men to start holding their friends accountable because most likely
1: they are catcalling in front of you or they have done. Well, and then even if you're not, if you're not with a group of friends that behave that way, I think it's important for men also just to speak up in general and to be allies and, like, talk about this with people or even just post about it on social media and kind of show your allyship... Because I feel like the more that men speak out about it, just in general, the more and more it will maybe be in, ingrained into the minds of others. Right. And also keep your eyes open to it because I don't know if I've ever said this on the
0: podcast either. So excuse me if I'm repeating Sharing time. My, if I'm repeating myself, but I had watched a thing a while back where. A person had gone out on the street and asked a bunch of women, have you ever been sexually harassed or assaulted? And a lot of them said yes. Not every single one, but a lot. Mm -hmm. Definitely the majority. And... Then she went out and asked a bunch of men, have Uh you ever sexually assaulted anyone or
1: do you know any... I think you did mention this before. Yeah.
0: Do you know any male friends who have sexually assaulted anyone? And they said all of them said no. Yeah. And so either you're lying or you You don't don't recognize it as as sexual harassment. It could totally be both. It could totally be either or, but that's the thing. You need to start opening your eyes to this. Just Just because you don't experience it doesn't mean it's something that you should ignore. No. You know, you need and to recognize it. Yeah,
1: and it's not that it's, like, a man's responsibility necessarily to stand up for a woman. I don't necessarily feel that that's the case. But if you are in a situation where you see somebody, like, you posted that video on Facebook of that girl where the guy is, like, whispering in her ear and she's, like, right. clearly, she's, like, rolling her eyes. like go away. Yeah. It's, like... That's when I was like, that's when Keegan would swoop in and be like, hey, girl, come to the bathroom with me or, like, something. Well, yeah. But sometimes that's not the case. You don't have those people around you. Well. And you have to be aware. Like, it's not a knight in shining armor thing. You don't have to do whatever. But, like, be aware of what is going on. And if that person needs help, tell the bartender. Right. Tell somebody who works there. You don't have to do anything yourself necessarily, but make sure that person is okay. Well,
0: and to speak on that, like... Women, and I feel like this has probably always been the case, definitely for as long as I've been old enough to go out with my girlfriends, women have this built in defense system where we protect each other yes like women protect each other you better believe that every group of girlfriends if they go out together they have a system in place to pull their friends away oh yeah even if it's just guys. been
1: like it, it, it'll just be a few sentences you know what i mean it's not like we sit and plot and plan right. but it's like no but i mean it's you something see it. that we talk about a lot and that was something that like I'm I'm, like, starting to kind of go out a little bit more here and there, but, like, when I went out with Keegan and her friends that night and we were at the bar and that guy was, like, putting his butt on me and, like, all over me, like, my butt boyfriend at the time was there and didn't even do anything and keegan came in and was like what the fuck are no, you doing women
0: definitely have this more and not to say that men don't do see it, it more as harmless right like, they're they like, "Oh, but he's harmless oh
1: whatever he's or just doing i'm this. here and nothing really bad is going to happen that doesn't to you, matter it doesn't matter. i felt incredibly violated right. and uncomfortable and didn't want to be there i wanted to be with my friends i right. didn't want to be there and have some guy rub his butt on me and like the, i'm sorry it's disgusting and the thing is also like whether it's your
0: female friend or your male friend, I do believe that there is something about men doing it to each other to hold each other accountable. I do believe that that's more effective. It's going to make a bigger difference. Yeah, it's
1: going to be more effective. However. Well, because women are also seen as irrational. Sure. It's like, oh, they're oh, all the girls are soaping in. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Right, but I still feel like shame can go a
0: long way. Even if it's a woman, if a like like whenever I went over there and physically put myself between you and him, yeah. it was a strong indicator to him that this isn't okay and yeah. we see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel like even though he can be like, ugh, crazy girls or whatever, yeah. It there is an element of shame there. Yeah. That he
1: needs to feel. I feel now. like I'm gonna start like pulling out like nanny. Mom, like mad again when that happens. Like, oh, shame yeah. on you. Oh, I'm God, disappointed yeah. Yeah. that you would behave this way. Yeah, because like that should. I want to like, tell
0: your mom. Yeah, I'm gonna tell your mom on you. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about this on uh, my other podcast, because we were talking about how the men who, like, reach out to women on dating apps and say, like, awful fucking things to them, how there is a whole group
1: of women out there who will find their moms on Facebook. Oh, hell yeah. And then message their moms. I've read so many of those things, where, like, there was one where it was, like, a girl who was, like, science partners with this guy, she sounded like she was, like, in high school or something, and, like, the guy messaged her, and she didn't like it, so she, like, found his mom on Facebook and messaged, and... She was like, he is grounded. You will be getting a written Absolutely. apology. I did not raise him this way. I'm so sorry. You know, Yeah, shame. Like, shame. Yeah.
0: Shame goes a long way. Shame. shame. Yeah. Princess Bride? Oh, I was thinking Game of
1: Thrones. Oh, but yes, that's true. Also good. I used to be so scared of that scene. That scene when the woman is screaming shame and the other scene with, like, the swamp creature uh-huh. could not <laughs> handle it when I was little. Love that movie. I love that movie, too. It's so good. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Take Back the Night? Yes, let's do it. So it began in, like, the 60s, and then it had kind of a resurgence in the 70s. It's an international protest against sexual violence against women. They are a nonprofit organization now, too, that aims to end all forms of sexual violence, including street harassment. And that's something for me that I feel like is such a beautiful thing. Like, I've seen so many photos of women where they're they're carrying, like, the candles Uh and they're walking together, and it's such, like, a, a sense of solidarity. Yeah. And I feel like just the name of that group is so... Take back. It's empowering. It's so empowering and meaningful because it's like the night is what we're scared of. Yeah, I'm not scared to go buy cigarettes in the middle of the day. I'm scared at night when I have to get out of my car. I don't like getting gas at night. Neither. I don't like going doing any sort of shopping at night. It makes me very scared unless I'm in a very well lit area with a lot of other people around. Like I. I don't like it.
0: Anytime I have to go, like, when I used to have, like, auditions at theater companies at nighttime, and you might have to park kind of far away. Like, in L.A., it's hard to find parking. And it made me
1: very nervous to have to walk to and from by myself. Well, when we first started recording and I would be parking on the street like you and Anthony would walk me to my car Mm -hmm. and like there's part of me that's like guys I'm fine whatever like I don't want to bother you no but better safe than sorry yeah like I don't know my mom like I will call her at three in the morning if I have to if I need to go somewhere or do anything if I'm out like she would rather have me call her I'll call my best friend Katie I'll call my mom I'll call anybody just to have someone on the phone I've pretended to be on the phone same many times so many times absolutely that's where you know like our acting degrees come in oh yeah I I can have a full (laughs) conversation by myself oh for sure um another thing that i found really interesting was the wall street i always say this word wrong is it ogle or ogle ogle i ogle? think i ogle? thought it was ogle i don't know the, i don't know the ogle or ogle inn where these women would stand on wall street yes and they would hold signs and then they cat called men as they walked by in hopes of raising that. awareness I, and i thought that we was talked really about cool that in
0: um our second wave
1: episode yep Yeah. Just reminding you all. Which is fascinating. I thought that was cool. I feel like that would, like, even now just be such a good idea of, like, going to a place, like, in the 70s, Wall Street, like, such a male-populated ego Mm -hmm. area and kind of, like, giving them a taste of their own medicine. Well, that's a good example because they did that in, if I remember
0: correctly, and maybe I'm not, but they did that in response to, there was a woman who actually had, like, Uh, news articles written about her um, because men would show up oftentimes from Wall Street to this poor woman. Like, I just can't even imagine what her life must have been like because she had these crazy dimensions. She was like a 38, 24, 36 or something like that. Like, she had crazy... 36, 24, 36. She had these (laughs) crazy, like, um, hourglass dimensions. Yeah. So men would meet her at the train station when she would get off the... because they knew her schedule. Nope. And... That's creepy. And holler at her. And she had, like, new... Like, p- like she was written up in the paper and things yeah. like that. So that's when these women, like, swooped in and they were like, we're gonna do this... Yeah. ...in solidarity with her. It really Good. was, like, a solidarity story. Because they don't understand how... Again, it's not to a compliment. To learn somebody's fucking schedule
1: and show up when they're training. weird. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. That's not cute, guys. It's, that's not it's cute. super weird. Um... And,
0: you know, while we're on the subject of trains, we can talk a little bit about how women are most often catcalled when they are alone, which we just addressed. Yeah. But usually during commuting. Which I can totally speak to totally. because I took public
1: transportation in Los Angeles for You're you're waiting, like you're kind of like at the whim of something else. Like oh. you're You can't do anything, and then you're in a bus with strangers, and you can't go anywhere. My very first
0: encounter with riding the bus. Please do. It took me a lot of. It was very anxiety provoking Mm -hmm. for me to try and figure out the bus. Oh, I couldn't do it. Very, it was very daunting to me. It seemed very big. It was very hard, and my first interaction on the bus did not do anything to make that better. Oh no. I was like, okay, I need to take this bus number to get where I'm going. So I got on the bus. Little did I know, I got on the bus going the wrong direction. Oh, no. So I got on the bus. I sat down in a window seat. You know, a guy comes on the bus, has a face tattoo, might I add. Of course he does. Of
1: course he has a face tattoo. Listen, I know lots
0: of good people have face
1: tattoos. This was not one of them. No, there's also a lot of really shitty people that have face tattoos. He sat next to me. Did he sit like not in the aisle but like right next right to me? Right next to me. What the fuck? And man? I'm by a
0: window Yeah. and he's in my space constantly like nope. talking to me nope. trying to hit on me. I'm trying to ignore him but also trying to be polite. It's like,
1: what do you do? Like there's nothing there's you can nothing do. There's nothing you can do.
0: Also I was going in the wrong direction. So, so you're trying to figure out what the fuck to do right? Next. So I I would just start pulling that thing like get me off. There was no lever on this bus. Oh no. There were buttons you could push the button yeah. to get off but I was going in the wrong direction and I was going towards the end of the line. Because it was the end of the day, so by yeah. the time I got down there, everyone had to get off the bus. Mm. So, including Mr. Creepy, right? He got oh, off no. with me, oh, and so God. I was still stuck there with him. From that moment on, every I would have called your ex immediately. Just have him on at, the phone. He was at work, and neither one of us had a car, oh, so it was God. like, well, no, but just to have him on the phone. Oh yeah, he was at work. He yeah. wouldn't picked up. But like, should have called me. So we, I, I managed to get another bus going back the other way, but. Ever since that day, I, every time I got on the bus, my sunglasses stayed on. I always chose a seat in the aisle, yep. unless I absolutely had to. Yep. Um, I always had my earbuds in. Yep. And there is, they talk about this blank face that women put on when they get on public transit. And it's your armor. That's the article I was reading. But then to when it you look armor. that
1: way, it's like the other night when I was just walking to my car and he's like, why are you upset? Why are you sad? What's wrong, girl? Oh, sure. I'm I like, mean, you're told to smile all the time, but there is this thing about
0: There's a joke on my other podcast about how I have, like, um, resting invitation face. Like, some people have, like, resting bitch face. Yeah. I have, like come-talk-to-me face. Like, I, I'm, I'm nice, yeah. and, like, I smile at people on the yeah. street and things like that, and it makes people know. think that they can I talk get, to I don't know. I get, like,
1: an air about you where, like, you'd be
0: nice, but, like, don't fuck with you. Well, I think it's on the street. Like, when I'm walking, I have an instinct to, if I make eye contact with someone, I will smile and at instinct them. To smile. Right. It's, it's our Midwest charm. It is, yes. My mama raised me to be nice to people. Of it course. doesn't mean I want you to fuck me.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously. Can we get that on a button? <laughs> Just, mama raised me to be nice to people. Doesn't and I want you to fuck me Exactly, (laughs) that's exactly what it is but so there is this
0: element of like needing to protect yourself on public transit and you put on this armor of like don't talk to me Mm -hmm.
1: even if you're a generally really nice person that's very hard for me because again I don't know if it's like a Midwest thing or what it is but like my mom will stop and talk to anybody like on Venice Beach she'll take everybody's mixtapes She's like, yes, please sign no, in. No. If you're famous one day. Yes, okay. Like that's Gotta just, just keep walking. I know, right? That's like how she is. And like moving to LA, I've had to kind of learn to be a little bit harder faced but I like if you have resting invitation face I have a face that's just like come talk to me I want to hear all about your life story and I'm one of those people that likes to talk to people take the bus for two months that will be gone well but that's the thing is it's like it's not that I want it to be there's just something about me I don't know there's something that I look like where I just look like the type of person that like Wants to hear all your shit. I feel like I'm the
0: same way. Like I feel like I'm the same way. People like to talk to me. People open up to me very Which easily. Which is great. But on the bus, yeah, you don't do that. On public transit, I'm telling you, you learn very quickly. Look ahead. Yeah. Don't look at anyone. Don't acknowledge anyone. Because yeah. you see weird shit go down. Oh, yes. And then... Don't um, look
1: at the weird shit. Don't acknowledge no, don't the acknowledge weird shit.
0: any of it. If someone's yeah. yelling... Yeah. On the bus? Oh, my God. It. When I would
1: take the subway in New York, I was just, like, look down, look right, down. Exactly. And it's weird because, like, I would take my phone out and my actually be, like, put your phone away. Like, okay, 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 sorry. Because, like, don't take anything valuable out of your, like, pocket or bags or anything. Just, like, hold on to everything, look down at the floor, and wait. And speaking... <laughs> don't fuck with anybody and, like, just stay in your yeah. lane. Yeah, speaking of
0: the subway and catcalling, there was a recent study that was put out, I mean seriously, like last week, that talks about the quote-unquote, pink tax for Mm -hmm. women to ride the subway. And it's not really a pink tax in the way that we are used to thinking of it, which is like Like razors or tampons or anything that's pink is is automatically more expensive. It's not that, but what it is is that women feel so unsafe on public transit because Uh of street harassment and other forms of sexual harassment that they will oftentimes stop taking the subway of after course. a certain hour and call taxis and Ubers. But because means, your life means more than paying a few extra bucks. If you have that, though. Yeah. Like, because it does become a class issue it at does. a certain point because women are spending, you know, I don't remember what the number is, but it's an astronomical of number that's larger than what men are spending to ride public transit Yeah, um, to get to and from work because they feel safer yeah. in a taxi or an Uber, but then it becomes an issue of the only women on this train now are poor women, yeah. women who literally cannot afford yeah. to do that. And that and becomes an issue as and well. They're yeah. And they
1: victims, too. And there
0: are certain parts of the world, like I know Japan has it where they have women-only train cars, yeah, which is a really good idea because it makes you feel safe, but also like... It shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah, there's a weird feeling around having to segregate the genders
1: because men can't get their shit together. Well, that's kind of how there was, like, Chariot, I know, was going to happen with, like, basically Uber with, like, women Women drivers drivers for women. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was going to say something for me, too. Like, if I'm by myself and I take an Uber, like... I definitely have my guard up.
0: Oh, for sure. I screenshot. I I always screenshot if I'm by myself in an Uber. I screenshot my driver's information and his picture, and I send it to um, my friend and my boyfriend. That's a great idea. I should do that. Yeah, do that because it has their license number. It has their picture. You know, definitely do that because I've been in situations in Ubers by myself where I'm like, I I had a guy who just wanted to talk to me. I guess. Yeah. And he kept purposely missing turns. To get me home, it took me like an extra twenty minutes to get oh, home. Oh, that's extra money too. What the fuck, man! Well, not an Uber because they, it's a oh, flat so it's that's it's true. fine. But like, it was uncomfortable every time you don't take me where I need to go. It makes me nervous. It makes yeah. me scared.
1: Yes, because it's like there's so many stories where it's like, and then he took a wrong turn, and you're like, oh, right, you and you can't get out of the car. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. It's his car. Talking you know, all, man. So very scary. Yeah. Um. My God, I remember just talking about this. I remember like. One of the first times I remember ever being catcalled was when I was, like, 15 years old. I was in Florida with my friend Emily, and we bought these shorts that, like, looking back, they were very short. But, like, you see lots of stuff now today, And also not the point. Yeah, short shorts, whatever. I know. I'm, like, 15 years old. I'm shaped like a beanstalk, whatever. Like... And we would walk from our hotel over this bridge to kind of, like, the shopping area and get ice cream or whatever. And every time we walked, we would get honked at. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what is going on? And it was so weird. And then we finally were like, is it the shorts? Like, it was the weirdest thing. I was 15 years old. It could have been the shorts,
0: but also, I mean, at that age, I don't think, which this is gross, I don't think I was ever... I still get catcalled. I still experience street harassment, but I don't think I ever experienced it more than I did when you were young. whenever I was in my
1: mid-teens, yeah. probably like
0: 14, 15, 16. For real. And that's not something.
1: Most. Maybe in Minnesota, we wear more clothes because it's cold. I don't know. But, but like, I've definitely gotten catcalled in full clothes that's before. That's true. You but know like what I mean? In, uh, was that week in Florida where we were just like, what the fuck? And like, it's just so. It's just Florida. It's Florida! It's Florida's (laughs) fault. But I just remember that as being kind of, like, my first experience of, like, feeling really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then... Okay, so this is a good time, I guess, to segue into women particularly talking about how they don't feel uncomfortable by catcalls, and they do feel flattered by it, and what's the difference between a compliment and a catcall. Please tell me. And, listen, what you should do... And our listeners should do is go to Stuff Mom Never Told You, and they have like a, a five minute video on the difference between cat calls and compliments, which is Love it. so funny. Awesome. And like, you should definitely watch that. I mean, I have a lot of problems with women saying that they feel flattered. I know a woman wrote an article a couple of years ago about how cat calling is flattering. There's a whole
1: thing about how it's like, well, ugly woman. Women don't get catcalled. That means you're beautiful. Blah blah blah. It's like everybody gets or cat or you're flatter
0: or it's flattering if it's an attractive young man. Yeah, and not flattering if it's not.
1: Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? I did. So there's like an episode where Lily's getting rid of all of her clothes, and then she's like giving Robin this one dress that she really wants, and she's like, "I got a two syllable damn in that dress," and she's like walking down the street, and some guy's like, "Damn!" And then she like walks away smiling, and I was like. That show is so problematic. I know. (laughs) Listen to the episode of Your Fave is Problematic. The How I Met Your Mother episode is spot... If you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, listen to that episode. It's so spot on. That show started to make me uncomfortable as the the misogyny in that show runs I can't really watch it anymore. I I I used to love that show and I I really can't watch it anymore. Me neither. But that just reminds me of that where she was like, I can't give up this dress. I got a two-syllable damn in that dress. I'm like, ugh. I mean... And, he, and,
0: again, societally, I think we were raised to believe that it was supposed to be flattering. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I got older that I realized how messed up that was. I remember my mom, the first time I remember being, like, really catcalled was when I was 13. And I was with too my... Too young. Too young. Too young. Too young. And these men were definitely, like, in their mid-20s. At Disgusting. least their mid-20s. That's gross. gross.
1: And I looked 13, guys. It's not like I was, like... That's the thing. I I told you, I was built like a bean pole. Like, I was this skinny, little, tiny, like... I look young now. I, imagine how I looked when I was, like, 12, 13, 14,
0: 15.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Did I mean, not like, look of thing. age. I,
0: I not only looked 13, but I was with my mother, <laughs> which <laughs> my is, God. like... Really messed up, but I I remember my mom being outraged for me, but me feeling almost like a sense of like pride, like yeah, this is what adulthood is supposed to be. Well, like. and it's Men the first time t- that maybe find me attractive that
1: you were that right. you were noticed for right. your attractiveness, like totally. uh, yes,
0: and so it felt like I feel like we condition girls to seek that attention, yes, and in doing that. On the same side of that coin we condition men to think that that is okay. Well, and you I know, I think it's just been recently that we yeah. started having the conversation that it's not a compliment.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look back in in history, like women were expected to be married by a certain time. They were expected, you know, their their life timeline was a certain way so it's like any man that paid any attention to you you're supposed to just be like yeah okay whatever Mm. like it was a kind of a different expectation that I feel like is still very ingrained in our culture today absolutely and we all have such a need because of society's way of telling us that we're not attractive enough telling us that we're not good enough that when anybody even the creepiest dude on the street tells a 13 year old that they're good looking Right. or it gives them a cat call, whatever, there's something in you that as much as you may be disgusted, there's also kind of a pat on the back situation where you're like, how do I feel here? Right. Should I feel good about myself? Because this other person finds me attractive, and that's validation.
0: Yeah, as I've gotten older, I mean, definitely, like, listen, as much as anyone wants to deny it, validation and feeling validated is just part of the human experience exactly. it's something that we inherently want as human beings we want to feel validated we want to feel beautiful we want to feel those things i think as i've gotten older i've definitely gotten more fearful because yeah. of those experiences because i've had because i've had men try and get me into their cars before. yeah i've had Well, because
1: when you're young it's the first time, and you're like, I don't know about this whole thing. He thinks I'm cute, whatever. And as you get older, and you start seeing the progression of things, and the more scared you're going to get.
0: More nefarious people out there. You know, you might yeah. your first interaction may not be as scary as someone literally, physically trying to force you into a car, which did I cannot happen to me. Imagine. I and even like imagine. walking, you know, in an alley and having a whole car
1: full of guys. Or- My biggest fear is being chased. I cannot even play tag, you guys. I can't do it. I have, like, nightmares about being chased or being followed. And, like, I walk my dog at night, and, like, I live in a pretty good area, and I'm, like, constantly... Like, looking—I yeah. say I live in a pretty good area, like, and kind of, like, nothing's ever completely safe. But, like, I'm constantly, like, aware of my surroundings, of cars, yeah. of people, of everything else. Luckily, I have a dog with me who's also really paranoid about yeah. everything.
0: I think, we, so, I think we need to start, though, because—not that I put myself in those situations— You know, not that it was my fault or I'm saying that at all. It was not. And
1: it shouldn't... And that's the thing is that you shouldn't have to justify. No. Because if you need to cross an alley to get to your home or to get anywhere or if it's quicker... Right. What have you? Yes. That's not your fault. No,
0: absolutely not. But the thing that I wanted to say about that is just that because I was so naive, like Mm -hmm. when I moved to LA and so trusting of people and so believing that like... No one really wanted to hurt you. I think I opened myself up to a lot of situations. I think we need to tell our girls. Yeah. (laughs) Like you need to prepare yourself. We need to tell our girls that we need
1: to prepare and we need to tell our boys what is and is not appropriate. Absolutely. And I feel I'm I'm not a mother yet, but I do take care of children and I feel an immense responsibility whenever I hear him talk about girls or anything around surrounding that matter to know how he should react in certain situations i'm very lucky that the little kid that i take care of is like the most empathetic loving sweet like, would stand up for anybody kind of kid. Yeah. But I want to continue to enforce that. So Absolutely. when he gets older, he he will remember that babysitter from when he was six years old when he's 16. Right. That said something to him. Because I remember what my babysitters told me when I was little. And I want him to remember the way that he should be treating women. Right.
0: And I think we're moving towards that. I really do. Like, I made a Facebook status uh, last week really praising younger generations and praising Gen Z because I do feel like, listen, there's a ways to go. Of course, it takes a long time to undo that kind of, like, toxic culture that we've built up. Well, and and we're building
1: more toxic culture. Absolutely. And
0: things are changing and evolving. But I do think because the next generation is so seemingly socially conscious, I think that... We are moving towards a place where yeah. where our young people are being more like, no, no, that's
1: not okay. That's the thing. It's is like people hate on Gen Z all the time. I'm like, I fucking love Gen Z.
0: There, I mean, look, I love millennials, too. I think yeah. millennials are great, but I think that Gen Z even more so, even more than we had, they have a different kind of mindset around social
1: they consciousness do. and awareness that we didn't have. And it's... Well, we, we talked about this when we talked about 9-11, where... There is a a certain political shift, I feel like, where younger kids these days are more and more involved... I bought, I was, again, I need to quit smoking, guys, but I was buying cigarettes, and they had this, like, uh, squeezy, like, Donald Trump thing where Uh you squeeze his head, and it's like, Eyes come out, yeah. Yeah, and so I bought that for tea, and I was, like, laughing at it. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get this, get this for the six-year-old that I take care of, and the guy behind me is like, he knows who that is, like, he knows what's going on, I'm like... Yeah. Oh yes. Well, I mean, unfortunately
0: or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I think that the state of our world right now requires that. I think it does. that we are there's, in a way, they're so much more socially and politically conscious because it's so... I think that's better. it's
1: it's Because people, because people treat kids so much like they can't handle things or they can't process things, which... But I think that that could, that shift could have happened without our world literally starting to fall apart. 100%. Like, that's the thing. I wish that I had had, I wish that I had had that sort of, like reality growing up, which I did a lot, honestly. I really did. But I wish there was even more of that reality growing up for me to start understanding politics and understanding the way that the world works at a younger age. Right. It's
0: sad that it came about because this stuff is constantly in the news in
1: a a really negative way. And there is a balance for me where it's like, I shield him from a lot of the really, really ugly, awful stuff. But at the same time, I want him to be aware of just, just the basis Mm -hmm. of it he doesn't need to know the details he doesn't need to be scared anything like that but for him just to be aware of the things going on the fact that he doesn't even like to pretend play guns yeah that's good little things like that that i feel like is so important the way that we're slowly changing for the next generation and hopefully we can continue to teach these young boys and young girls for the girls to protect themselves right uh, teaching them self defense teaching them to actually use their voice and to be honest with the way that they feel absolutely and with boys to teach them that that this rape culture that has been happening for years and years and years isn't okay agreed agreed so i i think that we're heading toward no, we a are. better place we are we really do
0: um and I know that that's a really good place to wrap it up. I just really wanted to touch on this very, very quickly um, because it's something that we didn't touch on already, and I don't want people to think that we are overlooking or forgetting it. Yeah. Um, catcalling, street harassment, uh, against trans women. Yeah. Well, is yes. So and against trans men too against trans men but trans women in as particular especially. trans women in particular i want to highlight that um, of course other members of the lgbtq community as we've already
1: said disproportionate rates of sexual I mean, assault and trans, um, harassment trans women i feel like with any women's issue that we discuss it is magnified Absolutely. for trans women. Especially and when we, of harassment. And that's the thing that I want listeners to think to remember, when we talk about women, we are not just talking about cisgendered women. Right. But the we statistics know, are different. For I was trans gonna women. say the statistics are different, but they're, like, we are never going to exclude trans women for the, from the conversation of women. Right, of, of course. Women. But the statistics when it comes to trans women, because, again, like, we were talking about the fetishizing of women of color when we talk about black women, Asian women. When you talk about trans women, again, for years, it's something has been so fetishized. Absolutely. But also, while it's been fetishized, it's become this, like, weird, like... It's, it's like it's like a shameful thing, right? For them, they but they feel like to, they have to be ridiculed for, it, and it's awful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's awful. So trans women are far more likely to be at the receiving end of street harassment and really every other form of sexual harassment, yeah. and really every other form of sexual or physical violence. Yeah. Um, so whatever we experience as cisgendered women, it's magnified times a hundred yeah. for trans women. Yeah. Um so and that's, that's just thing. something to keep thinking about and making sure that we are protecting our LGBTQ community in
1: general and our trans women in oh, yeah. specific. Well and that's the thing is like we talk about men holding each other responsible and women holding each other responsible. That is not just talking about cisgendered people. If you see a transgendered woman being harassed it is just as much your responsibility to stand up for that person as it is to to stand up for a cisgender right. woman. Right.
0: I saw... Um, I was actually at Panera, and there was this guy who was just being real cagey in general. Like, he came in and, like filled up his drink inside and then, like, went back out and, like, almost started a fight with somebody because they, like, laughed or something. Yeah. And then there was a trans woman outside and he said something to her and she went off on him. Yeah. And luckily, she, like, took out her phone and she had other people there. Yeah. And, but the entire time, I was sitting inside and eating You're with aware. Anthony. You're like, I'm watching this I, whole thing just in I case. And I was like, just in case. And I told Anthony, I'm like, I'm watching this just in case, like, I need to call the police, like, just in case, like, I need to come get someone else to step in here because I don't want her to feel like she's alone or unsafe, No, you know? So it's just something to keep in mind Yeah, and know that you at least need to be aware and at most need to find a way to safely step in in situations like that. And men, if you are listening... Same goes for you with all the women in your life or with anyone in your life who you see being harassed. Don't stand idly by if you're in the car with a friend who is yelling out the window at women walking down the street.
1: Yeah, and it is a weird thing with men where it's like if it's their sister or their friend, they have a certain, like, protectiveness, but it's like... That's someone's sister and someone's friend. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's somebody to somebody. Right. And, like, it doesn't matter what girl it is. Like, treat them the way that you would treat the women in your life that you love the most. Right. Stand up for them. Do something. Don't put yourself in danger. But there are so many things that you can do to help keep this woman safe and protect them. And also be careful of when you're trying to make that other person feel safe that you're not coming off in the wrong way either. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but Just there's... be conscious. Be conscious, but there's ways to do it. If you feel like you need to call the police or anything else, there are definitely ways that you can do that. Absolutely. So. And also, though, with
0: that said, because I don't want this to come across wrong either, um... Don't just willy nilly call
1: the cops either, because no. that
0: can o- oftentimes escalate into something violent. So just use your best judgment to yeah. make sure that the people around you, stay according safe.
1: to the situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wish I could a give situation you more specific by situation <laughs> basis. Yeah. Um. Okay. This well, was a
1: really fun episode so. to talk to. I know, with you. and it
0: was a fun episode to research. I know yeah. it's kind of a weird topic, and we have very negative experiences, obviously, yeah. with street harassment and catcalling. But it's a good one to kind of try and break down for yeah, people. So. I was
1: worried. I was like, what are we going to talk about for an entire hour? And we just like, we did it, did it, man. Hammered, hammered
0: through. Hammered
1: through. <laughs> it. I shouldn't worry. You and I can talk forever. <laughs> I know. I'm a about pretty good, anything. good talker. <laughs> I know, right? you will tell me. It's fine. Um, you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we, you're, the mini episode is going to be posted before this, but I just wanted to give you guys a reminder that our schedules have changed with when we're uploading our episodes. We are now going to be uploading our mini episodes on Fridays. Yep. And um, just as normal, our full-length episodes are going to be on Mondays. Um, it just worked out better for
0: our schedules, guys. Yeah,
1: it- I, I don't have work on Thursdays, and then we don't have to be as late, and it just, it kind of eases some of the um, rushness Whatever. Right, and it also
0: allows us to provide you with uh, fresher news in general. Yeah. Because we're typically going to be recording now the night before we release yes. the episode. So exactly.
1: So it kind of helps us in that way. Exactly. So thank you guys for being so understanding about all of that and for keeping up with all of our nonsense. We really appreciate it. I'm, I want to give a big thank you for those who have reviewed us this week. We've gotten a couple really great reviews that made me cry. Yes, Madigan um, cried. Madigan cried. <laughs> I mean, I cry really easily, but you guys, it's like doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something. <laughs> um, so thank you, thank you so much. Please continue to review and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Listen to us on Radio Public if you feel like it. helps us a little bit. Yeah. And that'd be great. And don't forget to send us your Q&A questions, because yes, we are
0: going to do a Q&A we, episode. We
1: haven't gotten any really emails in a while from you guys of stories sister solidarity coming out anything like that we really do need your q a stories we really want to make an entire full-length episode based on your questions and answers so if you're listening and you want to send us a q a question that would be great Tell your friend that listens that they should send in something. We really just kind of want to have a back-and-forth conversation with you guys during that time and kind of reminisce on our first year on yeah. this little journey. It's a mile marker. I'm really excited. Me it's too. To be fun. Me too. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. If you have any of those stories or anything to, to send us, you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at YAMF Podcast. Y-A-N-F, Y-A-N-F Podcast um you can also find us on facebook we have a business page and a group page um what else what am i missing that's it i think that's it
0: i think so and i guess um if you are in the states happy thanksgiving happy
1: thanksgiving will be coming up soon for you guys so it's gonna be good it's going to yeah, be a good Thanksgiving. All the food. I'm going to make bacon-wrapped Brussels sprouts and me. Yeah, listen, I understand that the
0: roots of Thanksgiving suck, but right now... That's what we should talk about next week is yeah, problematic yeah. Thanksgiving. The, the roots of Thanksgiving are terrible, but now, to me, it just means gathering with friends and eating good food. That's what I do every Thanksgiving. Yeah. I uh, just made my first pecan pie that I took to work, <gasps> and it was delicious. That's my
1: favorite, Keegan. And I'm going to make another one for Thursday. You guys, Keegan, also makes really good fudge. I remember that from like oh, years fudge ago. Is good.
0: <laughs> fudge is delicious. That fudge is so good. And All right. um, I'll also be making green bean casserole. Yeah.
1: Love green Amazing. bean casserole. So tell us what side. you're
0: having for Thanksgiving. Yeah please.
1: guys just like, just, us talk to us. We just like send us shit. Just send us shit. We be be great. like to talk to you. We like to talk to you so much. All right, so before things get weirder, with that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye, guys. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.